Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, Sandman here. This is the fourth installment in my prostitution series. This one is about the situation in Iceland. Iceland has a tiny population of just over 300,000 people. And the capital of Reykjavik only has a population of about 120,000 people. So in all reality, this country is more like a small town than a country. Prostitution in Iceland is only illegal if you are paying for it, while the service is perfectly legal for women wanting to sell their bodies for money. Paying for sex became illegal in 2009, and in 2010, stripping became illegal in Iceland as well. Now there's even talk about banning pornography on the internet. Pornography in print media, by the way, has already been banned. Soon Iceland will become like a Muslim country, where the only women men will be able to see naked are their wives. Men typically have a greater sex drive than women, and in Iceland, men's sex drive is being bridled in a vain attempt to control the human nature found in men. Before 2007, it was illegal to sell sex, and the prison sentence for prostitutes was up to two years in jail. In 2007, prostitution was legalized, and only two years later did the criminalization of purchasing sex take effect. So for two years, prostitution was technically legal in Iceland. When the law was brought in in 2009 to punish the Johns, the radical feminists all over the world rejoiced and called it a major victory for feminism. This situation worries me because Canada just threw out its prostitution laws and it's quite possible that the Harper government currently in power could take things the way that Iceland did. The purchase of sex could be criminalized in Canada just like it was in Iceland and that's a really scary thing to think about. Since prostitution became illegal in Iceland, it's gone underground like the situation with bootlegging in the United States during Prohibition. A few months ago, the Reykjavik police raided another hookers club. According to this article in the description below, the police sent 20 officers in to arrest men suspected of purchasing sexual services. The police in Iceland are stressed out playing a game of whack-a-mole with the prostitutes, pimps, and johns in the country. As soon as they close one hooker club or catch the man that's purchasing sex, two more men pop up in their place. And the police are vocal about not having enough resources to deal with the situation. Despite all the legislation, the police can't stop prostitution, and it's just gone underground. And now it seems that the spirit of George Orwell is alive and well in Iceland, as the vigilante organization Big Sisters has been formed to watch the buyers of prostitution. It's like a Gestapo network of informants telling the police who is buying sex from prostitutes. They typically pass on phone numbers and emails to the police, so the police can go out and possibly arrest these suspects. The Big Sisters have meetings where they wear hoods and cloaks straight out of Star Wars. They sit around like the Emperor, scheming about how they're going to stop prostitution in Iceland. The group is also active in shutting down 
pornography clubs, especially for printed pornography, because now it's illegal. Now that printed porn is illegal, the government wants to move to censor the internet and pornography on the internet. The prime minister in Iceland is a lesbian feminist, and she has been there through the entire process. The real tragedy behind this is the police are wasting their resources chasing Johns, but it's really the banking criminals that destroyed the country and manipulated the currency of the local bank a few years ago. What the police need to do is go after the bankers that destroyed the Icelandic economy, instead of focusing on men trying to relieve their sexual urges. Instead, the big sisters are like the vigilantes dressed in orange, light blue, red, and black robes. Take a look at this article and the big sisters in the photo. They look like they're straight out of some dystopian movie or horror film. It's perfectly understandable that the majority of women in Iceland would be in favor of banning prostitution. But why did almost 60% of Icelandic men also support this ban? My theory is that the country of Iceland functions more like a small town than a small country. It's easier to socially police and engineer community when the population is tiny and most people already know each other. Smaller communities mean that everyone knows everyone else's business, and news travels around in the form of gossip, and both men and women are worried about their own reputations. If a man in Iceland is charged with being a John, everyone will find out about it. You don't need to put up a sign around his neck and say thief and parade him around at the local Walmart. In smaller places, reputation can be more important than the merit of a job well done. And since women are usually better at managing the way the social pecking order views them, it becomes easier for them to function in a smaller society. But even with the shaming tactics used by feminists in small societies like Iceland, the men are still purchasing sex regardless of the penalties. In a big blow to the Big Sisters movement, the police say that all the evidence that the Big Sisters have gathered, including names, emails, and phone numbers, are basically inadmissible in court, so all the work that they've done is for nothing. So now the group is starting to place fake ads in local papers, trying to lure men into responding to them. They are also going after ads for massage parlors, and trying to show people how to identify ads in the paper that are actually fake ads that are really using different code words for prostitution services. In many cases, they are looking for things in the paper that aren't even there. Even if somehow the feminists in Iceland could stop all prostitution and pornography in that country, they would probably be still paranoid that there was some guy out there purchasing porn or prostitutes or getting rowdy at a massage parlor, and he has to be stopped. The truth of the matter is that no matter what happens in Iceland, and regardless of how much the feminists try to shut men down in Iceland, it's going to backfire in the end, just like it did in the United States during Prohibition. We've seen this before, 80 years ago, with the Prohibition of Alcohol. Now we're seeing it again with the Prohibition of Male Sexuality in the form of strippers, hookers, and pornography. This is the equivalent of banning shoe stores for women, and forcing women to all wear the same pair of shoes. There would be an outrage, and women would storm the shopping malls, claiming that they were being oppressed. Men's great weakness and strength is that they put up with shit until one day they just snap and decide not to take it anymore. If enough men snap and say that they've had enough, then our society would be a very different place. Anyways, enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.